listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome to episode number 175. We're going to recap an eventful weekend of wrestling, including freelance and the Starlight Invitational, and what in the world happened that caused AAW Pro to cancel their show. Plus, we welcome a first-time guest. We tell the story of Southland Championship Wrestling High Voltage Champion, the Counselor of Carnage, Warren C. Freiburg III, Esquire. You'll catch all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle, but what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Back on Windy City Slam Podcast, and what a week for AEW coming up in the Chicagoland area starting this weekend, and a big week for Chicago-based AEW superstars, because... Starting this Wednesday, June the 14th, we have AEW Dynamite, and this is in Washington, D.C. The live TBS broadcast will feature Chicago's own Sky Blue challenging AEW Women's Champion Tony Storm for the championship. Sky won a four-way match last week on Rampage over Dr. Britt Baker DMD, Mercedes Martinez, and Nyla Rose when Sky hit the code blue on Rose and Pender. Tremendous victory over a former AEW Women's Champion in Nyla Rose. Sky Blue finally starting to break that glass ceiling in AEW and get some serious respect and now a title match. And we're all going to be cheering for Sky Blue this Wednesday night on Dynamite. And Saturday night, June the 17th, AEW Collision comes to the United Center in Chicago. It's the return of CM Punk. As Jay White, Gardner, Illinois' Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe face FTR and CM Punk in a six-man tag team main event. That's going to be off the charts. It's going to be great to see CM Punk back in AEW. Hopefully everything will be harmonious with CM Punk and the Elite and everybody. I know there may be a little bit of a soft brand split where guys may not be crossing each other as much, but... At some point, I think we got to see CM Punk and FTR against Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. That's a match just waiting to happen, and that's big money if Tony Khan does it right. All right, going local, we have this past Friday night, June the 9th, 
Freelance Wrestling presents Freelance versus the World 9, the ninth anniversary show at Irving Hall in Chicago. And it sounds like this might be the last wrestling show at Irving Hall in quite a while. We're going to get to that in just a couple of minutes. And in the opening match, the scramble. Coda Hernandez defeats Isaiah Velasquez, Trip Jordy, Chico Suave, Saban Gage, and Io when Coda uses a ring spike to nail Isaiah and get the three count. Dan the Dad pins Alec Price after a backpack stunner, a.k.a. Baby on Board. And then Effie wrapped up a big week in Chicago, which started with the Power Entertainment You Better Work Pride show, and he wraps it up with freelance wrestling this past Friday night. He pins Coco Lane after a sack rider. Yes, like Zack Ryder, but, you know, with something else. It's kind of like the rough rider leg lariat, and when he kind of comes across the opponent, you know, well, use your imagination. You can kind of figure it out. And then Effie flashes his ass to the crowd on the way out. And then we have a fatal four-way match. Arrow Boy defeats El Terrero, Aramis, and Mojo McQueen when Arrow Boy pins Terrero following a Tiger Driver. And late in that match, Mojo McQueen trying to do a dive on everybody else through the ropes. He kind of clipped the rope going through and had a rough landing. Hopefully everything is okay with Mojo. And then after the intermission, we have Sandra Moon pinning Trevor Outlaw after referee Dan Perch struck Outlaw and then Moon hit Moon's landing. Poor Trevor. And now, is this leading to Trevor Outlaw? Versus Perch in a match? <laughs> wow, that, that would be interesting, for sure. Maybe Trevor will end his freelance losing streak in that one. And then for the freelance tag team championship, we have new freelance tag team champions in GPA and Laney Luck as the newlyweds. Chicago's number one couple, they defeat the Bang Bros of Davey Bang and August Matthews to win the championships, ending the Bang Bros' reign at slightly less than a year. Now, it was typical GPA heel-type chicanery that led to the pinfall. And I'm telling you, I, I've seen GPA wrestle for almost five years now, and the guy is a master in the ring, a master psychologist, a master heel. He is among the very best to do it in Chicago. And congratulations again to GPA and Laney Luck. And for your Freelance World Championship, we have Storm Grayson retaining the title by pinning Shane Mercer with James Russo at his side after a knee trigger. Now, this wasn't supposed to be Grayson and Mercer. Mercer was subbing for Craig Mitchell, who had earned his shot in the previous month's Freelance Rumble. But to unexpected circumstances, Mitchell could not appear at the show, so Mercer was slipped into the top contender spot and Storm Grayson with an impressive victory there. Now, during the show, the city of Chicago came out to Irving Hall, put a shutdown order on the building. Thankfully, Freelance was allowed to finish, but it led to AAW Pro having to cancel Crush and Destroy the next night on Saturday. Apparently, Irving Hall didn't have the proper license for live event performances, and I feel absolutely terrible for AAW from the very top, the Danny Daniels and, and the promoters and all the hardworking people behind the scenes to the wrestlers at AAW, especially some who had to travel more than, you know, just a, a few minutes to get to AAW to compete in one of the best indies in the Chicagoland area. And what a horrible situation for AAW. And they had to issue refunds to their fans. And I, I could tell that 
some of the posts I saw from AEW and they felt just horrible about the whole situation and hopefully everything will be resolved and they can find a venue. And now, Sunday, June 11th, I was actually up in Winthrop Harbor to check out the Heathen Presents the Starlight Invitational at the Starlight Skate Park. And we had Pauly Tomaselli pinning Muggsy James following a GTS. A couple of hard-hitting veterans. I've seen Pauly plenty of times, but this is the first time I've actually got to see Muggsy James in person. And the guy's a pretty big dude. And this was a really nice matchup between two veteran hard-hitting guys. And I really enjoyed it. And then we had Hot Rod Daddy Andy pinning Vinny Riot after a Superman punch. And if that name sounds vaguely familiar to some of your newer fans... Vinny Riot was a guy he's making a comeback after a few years away. He's appeared in Power Entertainment and Bruce City Wrestling. And this was a match, a classic babyface versus heel here. And Hot Rod Daddy Andy comes out on top. And then we had the Crazy Rules match, no disqualification. Demented Chucky Bates, who's quickly becoming a favorite at the skate park. He pins Mo Foley after a razor's edge through a barbed wire wrap door. And this match had it all. There were Legos, a barbed wire chair, a golf club, among other implements. And there was also a skateboard which was broken in half during the match. And after the show, Chucky was trying to sell one half of that broken skateboard with his autograph on it, which I thought was a pretty cool memento to somebody who could have picked that up. And then after intermission, we have Caveman versus the Man Beast. It was Trog the Caveman defeating Yeti Henderson via a disqualification after Henderson hits Trog with a tree limb. And Trog had a bone and Yeti had a tree limb as both wanted to use their weapon of choice frequently during the match. And both men also spoke in gibberish, so I don't know if the referee understood anything of what was going on. It was a kind of a crazy affair. And then in our semi-main event, we had Hawaiian hitman Cole Oxamana with his girlfriend Callie's in his corner, and Koa pins marvelous Ethan Matthews after a frog splash. This was the first time I got to see Ethan Matthews in person, and I was quite impressed with kind of his cheesy heel gimmick. And this was a really good style mix here between Koa and Ethan, and it was a solid tactical match, some fun spots. And after the match, Koa and Callie's put the lay on Matthews, so he got laid. Get it? That's Koa Laksamana's deal where he comes out with the lays and sometimes puts the lays on the fans or on the ringside, but he only did it this time after the match when he beat Ethan Matthews. And then we have Falls Count Anywhere main event, crazy stuff. Ghetto Gear Salad was supposed to face Dreambreaker Aaron Stone and Leo LaFlair, but Killacass Carter was injured, so he came out with a crutch. So Rough Rider Rashawn and Killer Kaz announced Rough Rider's New partner for the night, Unholy Sean Priest. And they get the victory over Stone and LaFlair when Rashawn pins LaFlair after Carter bashes LaFlair with a can of Twisted Tea. This was a crazy match that went all over the skate park in typical Ghetto Gear Solid style. They had the same background music during this match than they had when Ghetto Gear Solid wrestled Country Air at the last skate park show. And then after... Ghetto Gear Solid and Priest left the ring. Stone and LaFlair said they were not finished with them and they would like another match at a future show. So the Heathen and Amber put on a pretty good show. It was a lot of fun. Pretty well attended. The crowd really dug it. 
and it was a solid six-match show. I think the fans really, really enjoyed the entertainment that day, and I'm looking forward to see if the Heathen could come back with another show. And also this past weekend, some news to report from C3 Ultimate Wrestling, 10 show-of-all shows in Crown Point, a couple of new champions to note, the new C3 Ultimate Wrestling Champion, Just Amazing, who defeated Miles Mercer, and then your new C3 Urban Culture Championship, Marcelo Spade, defeated Dreambreaker Aaron Stone. So congratulations to Just Amazing and Marcelo Spade. All right, moving on to this weekend, we have Thursday night, June the 15th, a couple of different shows, PWX's Power Hour at North Point Arena and Streeter, and then also... In the south suburbs of Chicago, Ego Pro Wrestling is back at the Windy City Thunderbolts game at Ozinga Field in Crestwood. First pitch of the baseball game is at 6.35, and then a one-hour wrestling show follows the game. Friday night, June the 16th, Wrestle League presents Pride and Punishment at the Red Live VR in Chicago. And then Friday night, June the 16th, this is going to be a fun show up in the Milwaukee area. We have Bruce City Rustlings, Bells of the Brawl at the Waukesha Elks Lodge. It's a one-night, eight-woman tournament to crown a BCW Women's Champion with former Windy City Slam podcast guests, Shelly the Bombshell Benson and Davison Sarai. Plus, we have Stacey Shadows, Melanie Cruz, Brooke Tanner, Tootie Ramsey, Paloma Star, and Nadia White. Also Friday night, June the 16th, Premier Pro Wrestling is up in Woodstock. And then Saturday, June the 17th, Ruthless Pro Wrestling takes over the Berwyn Eagles Club for Take As Needed for Pain with a matinee show. And then Saturday night, June the 17th, one of the biggest shows of the night, we have Dreamwave Wrestling's Nothing But A Good Time at the already sold out Knights of Columbus in LaSalle. If you somehow can't get a ticket from somebody or you don't already have a ticket, you're going to have to watch this on IWTV.live. Matches are as follows. We have the Dreamwave Championship, a last man standing affair between the champion, Old Evil Christian Rose, against Vic Capri with Shelly in his corner. And last week, after an indie show, Capri was attacked by Damien DeShane of Those Damn Coyotes. Wow, something's up there. And then we have a four-way match with Vakingo, Laredo Kid, Arez and Aramis, and the winner will face Gringo Loco for the Alternative Championship on August the 4th. Then we have the Dreamwave Tag Team Championship match, Wasted Youth defends against the hype. WWE legend Scotty Tuhati faces Florida Man, Wild Child Connor Hopkins goes up against Stephen Wolf, and which should be a great contest there, could be the match of the night. And then we have Kaya McKenna versus Becca. Tag team action scenes Mike Hartenbauer and a mystery partner versus the four-star heroes of Matt Nix and Chris Castro. And more tag team action, we have the Dope Kings against Seduce and Destroy. Singles match sees Bobby Orlando versus Victor Iniestra. And special guests, the Nasty Boys, Earl Hebner, and the Brooklyn Brawler. Also Saturday night, June the 17th, we have True Privilege Wrestling presenting the Stigger Brawl Round 2 in Stigger. And Saturday night, June the 17th, we have a second night of Premier Pro Wrestling in Woodstock. And also, Saturday, June the 17th, we have Bruce City Wrestling coming back with another show. This time, it's Lethal Lottery at the Waukesha Elks Lodge. Alright, coming up in mere moments, we're going to welcome a first-time guest, Southland Championship Wrestling High Voltage Champion, Warren C. Freiburg III, Esquire. 
Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Mason Perks, and you're listening to Windy City Slam, baby. The best podcast the shy has to offer on professional wrestling. So turn it up, turn up. It's your boy, Mason Perks, and you're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. Yeah. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Cross Out in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. Back here on Windy City Slam podcast this week. So very excited to welcome a first-time guest. He's the Southland Championship Wrestling High Voltage Champion, the Counselor of Carnage, Warren C. Freiburg III, Esquire. Warren, welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. All right. Been looking forward to this ever since I saw a, a recent newspaper article from the Northwest Indiana Times. And you have an interesting history, which kind of aligns somewhat with my history as well. Uh, you were a one-time journalist, but now you're a disability lawyer and a heel wrestler for SCW and the SCW High Voltage Champion. In the process of getting into the ring, you've lost about 140 pounds. That's a pretty amazing story. We'll get into that in just a second. At Lake Central High School, you were six foot two, 275 pounds as an amateur wrestler. But at some point, you ballooned to 407 pounds, and you were 37 years old at that point. So my question is, what happened to you to get that big? And then what was the motivation for the weight loss? And that's that's an interesting story. Long story. I You know, I, if you get to that size, you know, you, you don't plan on it. I don't know if, if there's there's really an easy answer for that. I, I think the easiest thing I could say is just kind of, you know, negligence. You just, you just kind of stop paying attention to yourself over the while, over, over time. Um, you know, because I, I got really involved as, as a reporter and with, with law school and everything, I, I just lost track of, I, of my way. I just, I didn't pay attention to what I was eating. Um, even, you know, when I was a kid, that was not something that I, I really ever dealt with that my, my parents, I mean, my, my, my mom, mom admittedly did try at times, but it just never really stuck with me. Um, and, you know, as I got off, got off on my own it got bad you know it, it, it fluctuated at times every now and then i'd lose some weight but then i'd put it back on us because that had happened right before i started law school in 2012 I had, I had lost quite a bit um but then law school being a lawyer stresses you out um, so i gained it back the the job i've, I've had since 2016 as a uh, social security disability attorney um before covid that involved a lot of travel at times i, I could put 5,000 miles on my car in one month um because i live in the chicago area but i'd go down to missouri i'd go to wisconsin i'd go to iowa i was going all all over the place um so i mean i think that that just had me had me gaining even more weight and then 
COVID initially was not a good thing when it came to to my weight because you're you're sitting at home, you don't want to go out, you don't want to go to the grocery store all the time. Uh, I know when it started, my my fiance and I we uh, went to Jewel and stocked up on you know all these processed and canned canned foods which keep you full and keep you from going out, um, but you're just going to gain more weight. And even though we were taking precautions, it was October of 2020 because uh, she works in the medical field at a dermatology clinic. Uh, she had managed to get COVID um, at work somehow. We don't know exactly how. We think it was somebody she she worked with who had been testing patients brought brought it in. And um, you know, I, 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 neither of us had it as bad as, as some some people. Um, we didn't we didn't have to be hospitalized or anything. Uh, but I, I was still sick for about a month with it. Just, just really fatigued, um, had the brain fog, the shortness of breath, the breath, the shortness of breath, the aches and pains, all of that stuff. And uh, even once um, the worst of it was was gone there, by the end of October, I was still having um, some issues with shortness of breath when I was walking more. Um, still had the, the persistent brain fog. And, you know, the other thing is when you get that big, you don't really go to doctors very often. That's part of part of how, how that happens. Um, and I don't like dealing with with doctors in the medical system. Um, but, you know, my mom was like, well, you really need to need to address this and you're just just get checked out. And they said, uh, when I finally found a doctor, um, he's like, well, you know, in terms of the COVID stuff, you're fine. There's no issues with your, your lungs at this point. We don't think there's going to be any long term issues with that. But first time I been weighed in years and years and years. And he says, you're, you're 407 pounds. We got the blood work done. He says, uh, you know, your blood pressure is really, really high. We got to address that. And your blood sugars make, make you diabetic. And I mean, I know a lot of people, they find out they're diabetic and okay, you know, I'll, I'll take the meds and I'll deal with that. Uh, I, I think because of the job that I have being a disability attorney and seeing those worst case scenarios, the people who have lost limbs to diabetes or just have the really bad neuropathy, the fluctuating blood sugars, um, the, the best way I can, re- I can really explain it is just something in me kind of snapped. I'm like, I, you know, you know, at the time I was, so this was the end of 2020, early 2020, I was 36 years old. I'm like, I'm, I'm 36. I'm not going to end up on these medications. I'm not going to end up like that. So I, you know, just immediately came home. I told, told Tara, this has to change. We, we have to have to start eating better, um, to get this un- under control. And that, that was just immediate. We threw out a whole bunch of the, the bad food. I think it was the, the next day I went to the, the Jewel Bias, bought a whole bunch of veggies and, and fish. And was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And I went you know, really, really hard for the three months before I had my follow-up appointment. And I lost, it was about 45, 50 pounds in those first three months. That's awesome. I mean, my, from my personal experiences, I, I was overweight pretty much ever since I was 10 or 11 years old. I was six foot one, 275 pounds at my grammar school graduation. Wow. Imagine how big I got in high school and, you know, having to deal with uh, some of the social issues and being teased and stuff like that. And I was already socially awkward at that point. Anyway, I kind of broke out of that social awkwardness, probably in my late twenties, but the weight was always with me. Uh, 2008, I weighed 404 pounds. And then in 2011, early 2011, I had just gotten married. And I was living a pretty good life, but um, I felt like a strange kind of swelling in my leg. I thought, did I tweak my knee or something, whatever? And it went on for a week or two. It was hard to get in and out of the car because of it. And it, it, it wasn't going away. And my wife kept pushing me, go see a doctor, go see a doctor. Glad I did because I had a blood clot in my leg, a DVT. And thankfully, I was hospitalized for five days. And thankfully, that was treated. And I'm a lot better now. I'm not, I mean, not 100% out of the woods. But I was still 390 pounds when I went in for that checkup with the DVT. And then I was also diagnosed as diabetic. I had a 13.1 A1C. 
had all this and that going on. So I got a bunch of prescriptions and it up and down weight loss over the last maybe like six or seven years after that. And then I kind of leveled off and my doctor was still concerned. I was about 357 three or four years ago. And we finally started finding some things that work. I mean, I improved my diet and put me on Trulicity in the last couple of years. That seems to be helping. And just losing this weight for myself, I'm down to 289 as of this recording. And I feel so much better. And I'm just kicking myself all those years because I don't know, you've probably gotten into some bad habits because of your, your work and your travel and stuff like that. The Monday Night Wars got me into some bad habits too, especially <laughs> starting in college and beyond. Because every Monday night, I make a full-size pizza. I make a box of French fries, one of those simple microwave ones, micro magic, I believe they'll call it the point. And then I'd have like one bowl of ice cream. Then I'm like, I, feel, I just want to get another bowl of ice cream. So I have two bowls of ice cream. I have all this food, probably three, four, five thousand calories watching Monday Night Raw and Monday Nitro. And I mean, I had bad habits. I would go to Wendy's and get three double stacks. And it was nuts. And I think just finding discipline with your eating, eating better. And then, you know, sometimes some of the other medical tricks too with the meds and stuff like that, that's a help. And I'm starting to wean off some of my meds too, which is a kind of a good thing too. What that, that, That's a result of hard work. So I just kind of wanted to share my story as well as tell your story. So yeah, thank awesome. you for that time. <laughs> All right. So now let's go to wrestling. Take me back to the start of your wrestling journey. How did you decide to go to Hunter Payne and the SCW school? Okay, so, uh, and, and, you know, so this is one thing that I think wasn't totally clear from that article. I mean, it, it was never, oh, I'm going to lose all this weight and then I'm going to become a professional wrestler. Uh, the the very first thing was, you know, I want to lose weight and I don't want to want to get on meds. And I, and I was on a blood pressure medication for a while, but I, I was finally off that here at, um, as of the end of 2022. My doctor said, you're, you're doing great. Um and and it was really just a whole step by step process. It's like okay, you know, I was down to you know three fifty five or whatever. Um, after three months, I'm like, well, you know, I'm feeling good. I I don't I don't have to stop. You know, let's just keep going. And the weight keeps keeps coming off. Just just eating better. And at that point, I wasn't even really doing ex exercise. I'd lift weights a little bit and I'd walk the dog about fifteen minutes a day. That's all I was doing. Um, so as it keeps going, it's like, well, you know, how about I I, I drop. A little over a little over 100 pounds i get under 300 pounds and that would be the first time I've, I've been under under 300 pounds since i think the end of, end of 2002 back when i was in, in high school and um as i as i get to around 300 pounds so that's january of 2022 um exactly one year since i started to, to lose the weight i'm i'm feeling pretty good and I, I've heard this really is really common with, with people who lose a lot of weight. You start thinking, you know, is there anything I've I've missed out on over the years because of of being bigger? And you know, my my job was was going well. Um, things were, were were going well with my 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 fiance. But the one thing that I just kept coming back to was was professional wrestling. Um, you know, it's something I I thought about on and off over the years, but either I'd be working or I knew I was not in good shape. And, you know, every now and then I'd even have friends be like, Oh, you know, how come you never, you never did that. You never, you never uh, trained as a pro wrestler. Just, you know, Hey, timing didn't work out. Um, so I started looking up training around me, um, which at, at that time I wasn't really familiar with the independent circuit around here um, or, or, or the, the promotions or what was available. Found, you know, a couple of leads online and in Chicago, they were expensive. Didn't really know, know anybody. And it was just one day, 
I was on Facebook and there was this guy, Mike, who I had met one time um, right before the shutdowns with, with the pandemic. And um, he started uh, posting pictures of him in a ring. And so I messaged him. I was like, hey, what what is this? Where Where is this? And he says, well, um, I was I was actually introduced to, uh, by, by Flat Top Dave Innes to SCW in Southland Championship Wrestling and Hunter Payne. So the, the first step was actually convincing Tara. Um, she was the one person I told who said, no, absolutely not. You're too old. You're going to get hurt. Don't do it. But I said, Said, well, let me just go and check it out and see if I if if I can do it. And I went and watched the practice one day, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I think I I, I can do this." And these seem like cool guys, and that's how I got started with SCW. And reading that Northwest Times of Indiana article, Hunter's reaction in that article when you first got there, and it was it was kind of like I'm paraphrasing here. There's no way he's going to last here, and that was kind of how he was at first. You think? You know, um, I, actually, you know, when I, when I first met him, Hunter's Hunter's really awesome re- really nice to, to to deal with um and you know he didn't say anything to my face at first okay you know you want to you want to train sign sign this give me give me your money and we'll, we'll we'll get you in the ring and you know i i was not very good at all you know i hadn't really done anything like that in a long time since i wrestled in high school about 20 years ago which for the amateur wrestling is very different from from professional wrestling um was nowhere close to to ring shape at, at that point i mean i think when i started i could jog maybe about 20 feet before i'd say okay i'm i'm good with with, with that and uh when it was time so I, I paid him for the for the, for the first day and then i came back the next day and, and said okay i want to do, do the month and um then it came time to pay him for the next month and he's like yeah i i gotta tell you i didn't think you'd last a month no nobody else thought you'd last a month but uh you're you're sticking in there and sticking with it um so so yeah i mean that that's true hunter really did not think i was gonna last very long that's crazy. And Hunter's a big dude, too, but he should probably understand you know, the carrying around like a bigger frame and stuff like that and how much uh, it can tax somebody, especially someone like you coming in there to try to work out for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I mean, that's that's something that's, that's really good about Hunter. He's very understanding. Everybody has different abilities, but he he wants you to succeed to what what you're capable of doing. I mean, he doesn't expect anybody, you know, my size to get on the, the top rope and, and do any any lucha stuff like that. Yeah, that's why everybody has different styles. The smaller guys can do yeah. that stuff, and the bigger guys can do other things. That's the spice of life with wrestling. You know, a lot of variety in it, which is really awesome. All right, so you then worked your way onto the roster, and you had your first match back in December of last year. And just now, about six months into actual in-ring work, you defeated Meat Hooks of Bannon just a few weeks ago at SCW's last show to become the high-voltage champion at the age of 39. So how did that make you feel? And that was that was awesome. You know, that was that was really shocking to me that that that, that happened. Uh, I, I mean, when I started with this, you know, my very first goal was okay. Let's see if I can actually you know do this. If I can get through the through the training, um, have some matches, and you know, not not embarrass myself. That's what I wanted to do is just go out there and 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 put on a decent match. I think that's everybody's first goal. And and then it was like okay, you know, so I, I can do this and, you know, I'm going to do it as long as I can. And I never had any, any plans to win a title. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's really turned out better than I could have ever expected here. It's kind of crazy, but it seems like there are more people starting later and older in the wrestling business. A recent guest on Windy City Slam podcast, Davis and Sarai, started in her mid-40s and even back in the day, a guy like DDP, he didn't start wrestling until he was in his 30s after being a manager, announcer, and a mouthpiece. So it's never you can never be too old to get started, I guess, nowadays. 
Yeah, and, and that's that's something I found too. Um, I mean, we, we've had quite a few guys here start over thirty um, in, the, in their mid thirties. Um, we had what, one guy uh, who came to a few practices. He was, I think, fifty five. So, I mean, you you can definitely do it if if you put your your mind to it. Um, and it, it really, that was one of my my concerns. I was like, well, you know, thir- thir- thirty seven when I when I started. You know, is is this too late? And you know, I talk, I talked to a friend of mine um, who does mar- just martial arts, and he's like, you know, yeah, I get more sore doing it now. Um, than when I was younger, but, but, you know, do it now. It's, it's not, it's not too late. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's something I definitely say, say to people who, you know, even in their, in their late thirties, if, if you're willing to put in the the time and work hard, I think you absolutely can do it and you, and you can find some success doing it as well. Now, kind of a little bit of a storyline thing. Uh, you also tag with a, a gentleman named VIP in punitive damages, but that relationship's now over after VIP took a pinfall at the most recent SCW show in a tag match against Johnny Chaos and Mask Bonanza. So you, the Sheik, and Attorney Eric Schultz basically excommunicated him from the group. So number one, what caused VIP getting kicked out? And number two, uh, what about teaming up with Eric Schultz? He's another uh, kind of a late bloomer in the business as well. Yeah, you know, the problem with VIP is he just wouldn't listen to to any of us is is we we did so much for him we gave him so much opportunities he actually had a, a title shot for the scw heavyweight title title uh, a few months ago and did nothing with it i i, I he got a a title shot with me at pow back in january we were trying to bring the the, the tag team titles to punitive damages in scw and he he just couldn't get it done and he kept costing us matches. So we had to sever that relationship with, with VIP. And you know, as for Eric Schultz, he, he's great. We've, we've, I've been at ringside for several of his matches now, and, and he's been at ringside for, for several, several of mine. Um, we've talked about uh, actually tagging up more, and I, I think that is going to happen here, here soon. And Schultz is a guy I know from the Joliet area. I live out here in Joliet as well. He's a Will County guy, as am I now. Actually, I've been a Wakanda guy for the last 15 years or so since I got married and moved out here. But yeah, I love Eric and what he does. And he's really, really adapted and improved over the last couple of years in this business. Yeah, Schultz is really, really impressive. Uh, he 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 does some some training uh, with us with us now, um, and and we have tagged in in training all, all, a little bit. So I mean, I'm, I'm excited what we could uh, put put together at a show here. And also from the sounds of it, you've got the voice for this business, as people say you're a good promo. So does that come from the fact that your parents were radio hosts? Yeah, yeah. And that, that was something else that the article uh, uh, touched on as, as well. Um, my dad, well, my mom and my dad started in the radio business back in the 70s. My, my dad passed away in 2000, but my mom is still around and she actually does the radio in, Mil- in Milwaukee um, every now and then. So... Yeah, I have, I have a very unique background that a lot of people, when I tell them about it, go, what? Because, I mean, when I was, you know, three, four years old, I remember I'd, I'd go with them to the radio stations that they were worked at in the, in the Chicago area. And even, you know, from the time I could talk, they'd say, hey, you know, I'll put you on that air for five minutes. And, you know, I don't know what I was talking about, Ninja Turtles or or, or something like that. Actually, I think I, I do remember talking about WWF back at one point in the in the early 90s. Um, so that that's how, how far back that goes. But, I, I mean, you get that kind of background. And, you know, they, they want me to do plays and, and speeches and stuff when I was very young. So it, the, the promo stuff has come very naturally to me, unlike a lot of the in-ring stuff. And you really seem to have a passion for the business. And we talked a little bit about this before we went on the air. And this goes back decades to the Monday Night Wars and the Attitude Era, and even back to the early 90s of 
like the kind of the end of the Hogan era, the new generation and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I want to say the very first WWF stuff I remember watching was maybe around WrestleMania 7. I, I, I think Sergeant Slaughter was, was still champion. I, I watched a little bit then, but then I got, on, got into it a lot more um, as around 92 when, when Bret Hart, I think, was in his, in his first world title reign. And I mean, I, I watched it religiously you know uh every monday in the 90s um then that then nitro came on so I, i'd go back and forth like everybody or then you'd watch raw and then the, the second showing of, of nitro so I'm, i mean i was i was really really into wrestling back then and I, I, actually you know that that's kind of the thing is 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 then i got more later into high school and college i wasn't as into wrestling at that point that's probably you know one of the reasons why i didn't really pursue this when i was younger but then as as i got out of school i found it again and here we are yeah, and, uh, the 1992 Rumble, I always quote as my favorite Rumble ever because, you know, with Ric Flair winning it and then all the Bobby Heenan commentary and all the Hall of Famers that are in that match from Ted DiBiase and Hulk Hogan and uh, Randy Macho Man Savage, Jake the Snake Roberts, all people like that. And even guys like Psycho Sid who factored in the finish of that Rumble. So going back to that era, I mean, was the 92 Rumble one of your favorites as well or are there other shows you kind of point to in that era? Yeah, I, I did like the 92 Rumble. Um, you know, I, I I remember the first pay-per-view we had because we didn't we didn't get that money because, you know, there were 50 bucks a show back then um, was WrestleMania 9, which, of course, is usually considered one of the worst WrestleMania. Yeah. We talked about that, too. Yes. Before. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Going back. And, you know, I loved it when I was a kid and you go back to now. It's like, OK, I see, see the issues with that. But, you know, I do remember um, we, we ordered WrestleMania 12. And that was the Iron Man match with uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. So, um, you know, th that was an era. Yeah, there there were a lot of a lot of dumb and cor corny things, but I mean, you you also had some really great wrestling like that too. And even back then, that, that was a lot of the stuff that I that I liked. I mean, I liked the the Bret Hart and the Shawn Michaels match. That I, I always loved the Undertaker. I mean, I remember from uh, you know when I was six seven years old, the first time I saw him, I was like, that that guy is awesome. And it was just it was really great. You know, then for the next thirty years, you get to watch the Undertaker do his thing. I'm glad you mentioned The Undertaker, too, because in some of your video promos, you you end your promo kind of as a tribute to The Undertaker. I rest my case. I love that. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I, I said from the beginning that was kind of a nod to The Undertaker. I'm glad you, you caught that because I, I don't think too too many guys have. Pretty darn cool. That's a now, Going back to your training with uh, SCW, so who do you regularly train with down there right now? Uh, so Hunter, Hunter, and uh, James Creed, they run the the training, um, and, and it always kind of depends on who's there. Johnny Chaos, uh, he's one of the up and comers in SCW. He he's there almost. I, I don't think he's missed a practice in about six months or so. I go to most of them, but I, even I miss it every every now and then. VJ Price goes pretty regularly. El Dorado, uh, Natasha Crane, JPH, um, the Authority, D Strong. He's a guy who's, who's coming up here in, in high voltage as well. Um, and there, there's a couple other other guys who haven't haven't debuted yet, and, and Eric Schultz also. So we we have a a really good uh, crowd at this point. And you mentioned guys like James Creed and JPH, two great young wrestlers. And Creed in particular, Sharpshooter James Creed, he's still a very young guy, but he's a former Genesis champion. He's the current ARW heavyweight champion. And he's a guy I definitely have on my radar to come on this podcast as well. He's just a phenomenal talent. Oh yeah, Creed, Creed is is great. Uh, I, I mean, he's he's somebody who's just super super passionate and knowledgeable about about the business. Uh, and I mean, already when when we're doing stuff in the ring, I mean, he can tell you exactly 
uh, what what you did wrong and and how to fix that. Um, so I mean, he he's gonna be around a long time, I think, and I think he's gonna go far in the business. And another guy who's been hanging around SCW quite a bit over the last year, Cole Oxamana. He's a guy that's making a big time comeback over the last year in his early forties, and that guy's just a freak of nature and a fitness nut. So has he given you any advice? You know, actually, he has. Um, yeah, Code is somebody I forgot. He comes to to training every every now and then. Um, he's given me a little bit of advice on tweaking some things in the ring. He was actually the one who said, "Why don't you add um the third to Warren C. Freiberg, the third Esquire, so I can uh, I can give him credit for for that." Uh, I mean, that, you know, that that's something I've I've really tried tried to do from day one is, is listen to everybody who's who's been around um because I, I think you you really can learn a lot and when you when you take those those little bits and, and pieces from the people who've been in the business and know what they're what they're doing it's it's just gonna gonna make you and and everybody better in the end and now i like to bring up the fact that saturday june the 24th southland championship wrestling russell rock presents the sanction at steam hollow brewing in mantino 7 15 bell time 6.30, there will be a band called Reply that will be playing for the fans. And among the talent on the wrestling card will be SCW High Voltage Champion, Warren C. Freiburg III Esquire, SCW Genesis Champion, Hawaiian Hitman, Cole Oxamana, Hunter Payne, Psychotic Jimmy Blaze, The Ace of Spades, Scott Spade, Sharpshooter James Creed, and Attorney Eric Schultz. So if you're a fan that wants to discover SCW, what does SCW bring to the table? You know, SCW, I think it's the the classic professional wrestling. You know, you 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 have different types of fans and you have different types of styles. You know, there's there's the this sort of highly acrobatic staged um, type of wrestling that it's a lot of even what you see on TV now. Uh, some people like that, but it's not really the origins of of this business. Like this is this this is this based heavily on things from the seventies and the eighties that you're going to see good realistic action. And you're also going to see some really great storylines. There's, there's a lot of work that, that goes into that behind the, the scenes that, I mean, I I've only been a part of it for a year or so, but I mean, it's, it's exciting just, just to watch, not just to, to be a part of out there. And we got some of my friends into it and they're, they're very invested in it at this point. And, and it's even the, the, the more attention that you pay, these storylines are, are not thrown together, the more rewarding it's, it's going to be for you in the end. What I like about some of the local companies in the area is, is they, they have monthly shows and they have their storylines kind of continue from show to show to show. So if you uh, come on in for a show that you get hooked for the next one. I love companies that do that. And SCW seems to be one of those companies that also does that. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot a lot of long term planning that that goes there, and that, that's why why I said I mean if if you pay attention, even if if it's something you know that uh, you doesn't you don't see in July, it'll probably pay off in August or September. So, do you have any idea yet what you're doing as of now at the upcoming show for SCW? Yeah, I, I actually asked Hunter, and he said the card hasn't been finalized. Um, I, so I know I will be out there, but no, I don't. I don't know what I'll be doing at this point. So basically, if you want to find out what's going on with uh, Russell Rock presents Dissension from SCW, check out Southland Championship Wrestling's Facebook page. In the coming days, they should have more information on how to get tickets, as well as what some of the main matches are as well. Goals in this business. Uh, you're 39 right now. You're pushing 40, but. You still have some time left, I'm sure. You're just, you're just getting into it. So what ultimately do you expect out of your wrestling career at this point? 
Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you you, you got to be re- realistic about that. I mean, I, obviously, I think I, I've got a, a pretty low ceiling, um, you know, just because of my age and, and you know, I'm, I'm getting better in the ring. I, I can do more stuff. I can do a little bit more acrobatic stuff. But, you know, I'm never going to be able to do some of the things like some of these these more agile um, younger guys. Uh, you know, the, the goal from the beginning has been to to take this as, as far as I can. Love to, to work for, for more promotions if, if that uh, opportunity co- comes about. You know, work for, for the biggest promotions that, that you can. I mean, you know, re- realistically, I mean, I, I think I can give some some great promos. You know, if a larger promotion said, hey, you know, we, we don't think you can wrestle, but you want to manage for us. Sure. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to be the next Paul Heyman. So... Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna keep doing it as as long as as I'm able to, and and as and take it as far as I can. All right, Warren. Before we let you go, um, go ahead and share your social media, whatever merchandise you might have, and upcoming events. Yeah. So uh, right right now, I uh, post uh, everything on my my Facebook page. Uh, if you look that up, uh, Warren C. Freiberg the Third Esquire. Uh, spelling's a little funky on that. W A. R R E N C F R E I B E R G should be having some uh, merch coming soon. Um, you can also uh, follow me on on Instagram, and I actually have a Twitter as well. Uh, if if you uh, want to follow that, uh, the the next uh, show is going to be here uh, June twenty fourth, uh, Steam Hollow Brewery uh, in uh, Mantino, Illinois. That's uh, Southland Championship Wrestling uh, pres- presents uh, Dissension, and uh, we have another no, another show coming up here in July. I up the, the date on that one, but that one will be in uh, Chavance, Illinois. Warren, thank you so much for coming on and telling us your story. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. Great in-depth interview. We got a little bit inside of Warren C. Freiburg, the third Esquire, with his amazing weight loss journey breaking into professional wrestling in his late 30s and winning a championship within his first year. Great stuff. Looking forward to more big things here from Counselor Freiburg over the coming weeks and months at Southland Championship Wrestling and if he decides to expand his reach as well. All right. Next week, we're going to recap some of the local action around the region, including AEW in Chicago. Plus, we're going to have a guest or guests to be determined as we don't know yet who it will be, but we're working on it and can catch out all right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. Everybody.